to Penny for Our Thoughts podcast, where you can get a third-party opinion on your worries, concerns, or problems that you may have. But please, don't keep it to yourself and give some to us. My name is John. And my name's Gerald, and we're your hosts for today's episode of Penny for Our Thoughts. How's it going, John? It's going well, man. Have you seen our new cover art in our oh, man. <laughs> podcast? Big shout out to David. <laughs> Yeah, and the music to uh, one of our buddies, Daniel. Um, yeah. Those kind of those two people kind of brought it all together, right? Lucky we have some artsy people in our group, man. <laughs> I know, honestly, it makes it so much better. Like the art, I think it's it's perfect. Yeah, the music was perfect. I, I honestly, Fantastic. both time, both when I saw the art and I heard the music, I've never. I was like, man, this is so good. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. would, I didn't even ask for changes. Like, yo, I'm just gonna take it the way it no is. No notes, and it's like, yeah, check, check, check. It's all yeah. done. It was so good. Uh you ready to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Well, as you know, Gerald, we always have uh, individual concerns to ask us, and uh, we have three today. We're going back to original number three. The first one we're going to cover is from MGA76. The title is, Best Friend's Boyfriend Backed Into My Car. So, my best friend's boyfriend backed into my car while he was driving my best friend's car. We were in our driveway about to go somewhere and he just reversed right into my parked car. I'm pretty sure he was drunk at the time. He completely destroyed her rear bumper and my Jeep's bumper. My Jeep bumper mostly survived the crash, um, survived the crash aside from a few small wrinkles and discolored creases in the plastic, but her rear bumper got destroyed. They apologized and they offered to pay for the damages, but I'm on the fence about whether or not to take him on the offer and here's why. Here's one point. The damage isn't that bad. If I hit something and caused it, I definitely just live with it. For her Jeep said, if it, if it happened and she caused it, the discoloration, she would live with it. Second point is, last time I checked um, and had this bumper replaced, it cost upwards of $500. And that's a lot of, lot of, that's a lot of money for such minor damage. My friend is broke as hell and I can't imagine her boyfriend's any better off. Another point is, I don't think this guy currently has a job, insurance, or valid driver's license. Another point, I don't particularly care for her boyfriend, though. He's always starting fights and causing problems with people. Like I said, I'm pretty sure he was some sort of, you know, screwed up when he he was on something when he hit me or hit the car. Uh, Another point is I literally just had this bumper replaced in December, so it's brand new. It's not even a year old. Another point is I take great pride in keeping my car in great shape. Prior to this incident, it was basically pristine. Last point is apparently she has been telling our other friends that she hopes I'm still not mad about the car because it's literally just a scratch, even though it's definitely more than that. I have been debating whether I actually want to hand him the bill for $600 plus estimate because I know they'll both be livid, be livid that I actually want him to pay for something they deem to be so insignificant. But on the other hand, my brand new bumper is now messed up already because this clown is so irresponsible and careless. Uh, what should I do? Didn't he offer? They did offer, yeah. They well, apologize and offer to pay for damages. I'm assuming it wasn't like, we'll pay for some of the damages. We'll pay for the damages, For right? the damages. Worded for the damages. And they would still be mad? She's saying she's worried that they'll still be mad? I think the friend, like her best friend, is assuming that it's a small scratch. And then they just said it as out of like convenience. I just said it just because what else are you supposed to say? I hit your car. I'm not paying for your car. I think you just said it because to be nice kind of thing. No, no. They're paying for that. Like if they're if they're actually her friends, they would be like they would assume a fault, which obviously it's it's their fault. He yeah. backed into it, mm-hmm. right? In my mind, they they owe her six hundred bucks. <laughs> like, I'm assuming she didn't get it fixed. 
Did no, she get it she's fixed? debating on whether to give him the bill or just let it go. Was it like she got it fixed and then she she has a bill for six hundred? No, she got an estimate for I over six hundred dollars. Yeah. No, no, that's they're paying for that. Like I would, I I get why she's uncomfortable. Like I would be uncomfortable. Be like, hey, I know it's a lot of money, <laughs> yeah. but you you were drunk and hit my car. I'm sure. You, I hope you understand. <laughs> yeah. that this is completely your fault, and I take one of the notes straight from straight from what she wrote. Um, I take pride in keeping my car in pristine position, uh, pristine um, condition. Yeah. Right. There's no like. <laughs> my question is, they offered. They did offer, yeah. So then I don't know why she had to feel bad. Well, she just she just on the fence because um, one, it's a lot of money, and her best friend has no money, so like you know that. And then secondly, it's just something that like, you know, it's not a bad thing. Like even she said herself that if she caused it, like she hit up you know, like a fence or like a, like a light post or something. She said she would just shrug it off and let it be instead of actually trying to insure it and get it claimed and get a new one. I mean, I, I get that, I guess if it's small enough to that, it's just aesthetic and whatever. Like I personally, so I, I would double, like it, I would have second thoughts about going through all the hassle of trying to get it fixed, like taking time off work to get the car in the shop, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, ultimately I guess it, it's how much is, how much is the value? How much is it worth her to get it, get that fixed? If she doesn't, if you, she wouldn't get it fixed herself, then yeah, sure. Well, let's, but let's in my you, in my head, it's like no, you owe me a new bumper. <laughs> like but, that wasn't there when before you hit it, right? Yeah. Like, but let's let's put you in the situation. You yeah. got a brand new car, right? I mean, if I hit my truck, I'm not gonna get it insured, right. right? Like, if yeah, you yeah. hit my, if you like hit your car in my truck, I'm gonna be like, whatever, dude. Sorry for your car, but you you hit my car. I don't know what you mean to do, but you got a brand new car. Yeah. And let's just say, for, for sake of argument, oh, are you like, going to say what I think you're going to um, say? Let's just say, like, I don't know, one of our buddy, like Buddy Williams' girlfriend, like drove in and then drove their car, and then hit your, your car. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm, I'm sorry that your car got damaged too, but you were very clearly <laughs> driving the car that hit my car. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, knowing, I w- I knowing, don't... knowing our bud William, he has to be like, yeah, dude, here's money. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That might not have been the best example because he, he would have been like immediately just be like, here's the money. But they have a point. Like, I don't know how I would approach the conversation. It's an uncomfortable topic because, yeah. you know, especially because her friend is broke. But end of the day, I'd be like, hey, I, I'm going to go get this fixed. Maybe you can pay me every month. You know, some sort of installment or something. You hit my car, you know? Yeah, I, I, if you really want to get your car fixed, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. But maybe just because I'm that type of person that doesn't really give a crap about cars. Like, I, I drive a beater for the rest of my life as long as I get a nice house, yeah. right? Um, I can see why this person's on the fence, though, because if she caused it, she would have been like, whatever, right? So if she, if I mean, you're right, someone else did it. I, what I don't understand is why was he driving in the first place? Right. He was yeah. on something. Right. He was either drinking or on something. I think because of that principle, like let's say it was just you and me. You hit my car, I would be like, whatever. Yeah. But then like if you were drunk, I'd be like, no, you're paying for everything. I just don't like the principle of you being in a car in a driver's seat drinking. Yeah. And that makes it a lot more subjective, right? Yeah. Because then it's not just a matter of this cost six hundred dollars. Right. It's you are endangering more than just my car by doing that. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I would say. I'd be like, you gotta pay up because you were drinking and driving or whatever. Yeah. You, you were under the influence of something. Yeah. Right. And I'd be like, this is your fine 
for not and then this is your final you don't do it again right yeah the cops won't do it but i'll do it so you won't do it again. yeah rather than me reporting you right <laughs> yeah because i mean he apparently this person said that apparently he doesn't even have a like a valid driver's license nor insurance or anything like that so they can't go through insurance but then it's your girlfriend's car so i think your girlfriend or the, your best friend i guess at this point wouldn't they have insurance on the car i would assume so if it's yeah. her car so then if 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 they don't decide to pay just go through insurance yeah and if her insurance and that, that becomes a bigger situation because if her insurance finds out that she let someone in the car that was drunk and driving uh, that'd be a way bigger situation so actually even if i was the best friend's boyfriend that hit the car i'd just pay up dude honestly yeah. like six hundred dollars is it's it's like just the the surface of what this whole situation go down into right i'm sure you don't want to go to jail for something stupid like that and from a personal standpoint that would leave a bad taste in my mouth if assuming like i let it go whatever and then the way they were acting that um because she mentioned that they would they would be livid if they had to pay. Yeah, that would leave a bad taste in my mouth with uh, with those with those people. It's like okay, you're not taking responsibility for your actions. Like that's what's that's what would go on in my mind. Yeah, and I don't know why you would even say that you'll pay for the damages if you're not going to pay for the damages. Like, yeah, why would you say that? If you're going to be mad about it, don't offer. You know, yeah, but they screwed up anyway, and there's there's that something called insurance, right? Yeah. That's why everyone pays for insurance. They have it, but I, this guy driving without a valid driver's license let alone under the influence yeah that alone would just be like no dude you can't you, you can't just do that and just get away with it i'm not gonna let you get away with it no yeah and it should be common courtesy for the friend there to to step in hey i'll, I'll pay you however much it takes if i again i'm assuming they don't want to go through insurance so it'll be like if they can't afford it at one time payment like you know 200 dollars for three months yeah and you, you know, know it's your best friend so you could probably be okay with that and yeah. i'm sure they'll be okay with that honestly yeah yeah i think it's completely okay but regardless they're at fault there's there's no questions yeah they're at fault the guy shouldn't have been in the car and if you know i've never had i've actually had a similar situation where someone like uh actually backed up into me we were gonna both take a right so that's like my first ever car accident actually yeah. happened i was gonna let it go because i had a like I said, I had a pretty crappy yeah, car, yeah, yeah, yeah. a garbage car. But then the lady had the audacity. They come out of the car and start yelling at me. And I was like, what? <laughs> what, what did I do? You backed up into me. <laughs> she, she backed into you and she yelled at you? She, like, she was like so like frustrated. I was like, okay, lady, you backed up into me. I was going to let this go. And eventually I did let it go. Yeah, I, yeah. But like she, like eventually, what, what happened was yeah, she got yelled at me. But then I realized that she was just, very like flustered. She had no mm. idea what was happening. She was that was her first ever car accident. Yeah, yeah. So she was just more stressed than anything. And I understood that. And I didn't claim it to insurance. That's the funny thing. I yeah. got her insurance. I got her registration. And my crappy car, I didn't care. But then I got a call from her insurance company saying that, uh -huh. hey, we put a claim on, or they put a claim on to get their rear bumper fixed. Uh, how bad it's damage on your car? I was like, it's not. It's it's whatever. Like it's yeah. not bad. Like maybe like the logo of my car manufacturer yeah. came off. And they're like, okay, yeah, we'll get that fixed for you. I was like, uh, okay. I, 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 don't, I don't want to do it. Okay. And they're like, okay, uh, in two weeks, uh, we'll call you back with the date and uh, get you into the shop. And I was like, okay, call me back. So they call me back. Like, this is your date. It's like, no, I'm busy that day. It's like, when are you, when are you not busy? I don't know. I'll call you back. Never call them back. <laughs> I was like, because I'm not going to spend time 
you know, driving yeah. a different, like a car, whatever, just because of this stupid scratch. I don't care about a car that, you know, it's like a yeah. crappy car. That car got totally anyway, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but I think besides, I don't think you would have known that beforehand. It's like, but, no, uh, don't bother fixing it. It's going to get totaled anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's my uh, funny car is in the story. Is like, yeah. I was like, I didn't care, but then she did to fix her car and her insurance went up. My insurance is like, whatever. I didn't get the yeah. car fixed. Yeah. And, eventually got totaled so yep but i think we're on the same boat here where uh uh they need to pay they, they do definitely they need, need to, to pay. pay yeah it's common courtesy at this at this point yeah and i think the next time you see your best friend's boyfriend in the driver's seat while under the influence you need to do something more than just yeah whatever you're doing right just don't let it happen again because that's you know, it might be that that person might be okay, but that okay might kill a whole family. That okay might kill uh, school children or whatever. Yep. Right? And, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, even if he's not drunk, he doesn't have a valid driver's license or insurance, right? Yeah. So it could cause cause a toll on on their relationship if if he gets caught and then she she gets demerits or whatever on her license, and her insurance goes up. She's already broke, as as she mentioned, right? So and while you're at it, when you're talking to your best friend, just be like, just. Tell her to think some life choice over. Why is she dating someone that's, that's driving under the influence? Yeah. Like, seriously? Come on, guys. This day and age, it's not acceptable anymore. Yeah. It should have never been acceptable. It's, yeah, it's yeah. never been acceptable. All right. So we're going to concern number two. Uh, this one is something that everyone could have gone through. Um, I've gone through this. Not as to this extent, but mm -hmm. I believe anyone can relate to this. This one is by Just Living. The title is, How Can I Get Over High School Bullying Trauma? People called me gay, even though I have always been heterosexual. 20 years old, male. I was bullied during high school, especially from grades 7 to 9. People said bad things about me because I was a quiet, good student. I've had always had good grades. And the teachers would always say good things about me. They said I was stupid and a lot of other negative words. But the worst is the fact that they called me gay when I wasn't. Only because... I talked more with girls since I was raised by a single mother and a dad and my dad never really talked to me and all he did was criticize me and call me useless. It was natural for me to not know how to socialize with other boys. Um, kind of going back, it's like, but the worst, the fact they called me gay when I wasn't only because I talked to more the girls since grade seven till grade nine. It was almost daily. I had to deal with these comments from more than 20 different bullies. They even threw chewed paper full of saliva at me. It affected my self-esteem a lot, but I didn't tell anyone until I finished high school because I was scared. And now, four years after I finished high school, I still get scared when I remember those days that I can't even think about going outside, talking, or doing anything without them thinking, what if I? What if they think I'm gay? I'm, I'm not by any means homophobic. I believe everyone deserves respect just for being human beings. But you know, the fact that someone tells you every day, the whole day, that you are gay, even through social media, and try to kiss you... Because actually some of my male bullies try to do so when you are not. It is really horrible. I like girls and I was close to having one in 2017. But she left me for another guy so it affected my self-esteem too. When I tried to get close to a girl I like in 2018, I just felt undeserving. And then early this year, I tried talking to a girl through Facebook but she suddenly stopped replying to my messages. I'm scared of going outside because I'm scared people will think and say I'm gay when I'm not. So I locked up at home and scared to socialize because how bad people un unfairly treated me in the past. I know I'm heterosexual because I know I've only been attracted to girls since I was a child. But you know, because of that people, I just keep thinking everyone will think I'm gay. 
It makes me feel anxious and depressed. I can't even afford therapy. What can I do to get over this trauma? What is your advice? You have to go to your support group at that point. Whatever your support system is, whether that I'm assuming he still has a good um, a good relationship with his mom, close friends, people that um, I think we've been through this with uh, um, with with our guests in the other episodes. Find the people who really who really accept you for who you are, mm-hmm. and you know be around them. And it's very important to vocalize as uh, as he did in in his post. Tell them everything that you're feeling. At some point, obviously, like if it's appropriate, if you're at like a party, don't take over, um, be center of attention, blah, blah, blah. I mean, follow um, social like courtesy rules, but like just be um, be present to the people that care about you. Um, and uh, just knowing that they that they do care about you does it helps a lot in, in, in a situation, especially like this. Um, really builds up your self-esteem when you're you're around people that that care about you um just doing activities being around them in general a lot right also depends what kind of person um this this person is introverted extroverted um i think he mentioned he was introverted he's introverted okay so that might not be um an option all the time but whenever you have the social energy to spend um be around people who care about you it doesn't even have to be dumping your your emotional you know um quote-unquote baggage every single time you don't have to like go to go to them for a uh, shoulder to cry on every time just being around that general vicinity or general like environment of you know caring helps a lot yeah and i agree i agree with you i think but even so like you're 20 years old like you're this is when like the the funnest part of your life starts and it kind of sucks that you're starting in this in this uh state um I think one thing, especially to maybe to like explain the bullies not taking their side in any way, it's kind of like I think they're just jealous, right? Grade seven and nine, and you were friends with a lot of girls. Yeah, I'm sure those bullies were jealous in their own way. Yeah, right. So they're just putting out that jealousy towards you. So just I know it sucks, and you know I've been through it. Uh, I don't know if you've been ever bullied, but I actually got bullied way later in school, like in my personal, in, really? in my experience. I think I told you, like in university, where like some people just right, yes. Like, I don't understand that either. Like, right now, I don't really care anymore. And how I, and this might be a terrible thing to say, but the how I got over my experience with that is just like, I just did better for myself. Yeah. Right. Um, the people that I went to school with and the, the I guess, the subject I got my degree in or the faculty, I don't use that degree for my right. day-to-day life. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have to associate my life with that. But then I do other things, which makes, it my, I, I'm proud of, or I'm confident mm-hmm. in. Right. And then at this point, I don't think that person can touch me anymore. Yeah. By words or say, anything. Right. right? Yeah. And that's kind of what I want to say is like, you're 20 years old. Uh, and you, since you, I think you're obviously an introvert, introvert, try to build more confidence, whether it's working out, especially working out. I think a lot of people take working out, meaning like go to the gym and like building muscles, stuff like that. They take that for granted. Like it's such a, it is such a good thing. And yeah. a lot of people don't know about it. So many benefits to working out. Yeah. Uh, if you stick with it, especially, um, resistance training like once you get that like you said building muscle getting the more of the body that's more like culturally like nicer even though you don't have to have that kind of body to, yeah. you know, to be attractive necessarily it makes you feel good on top of having the 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 mental benefits of um, working out too um, is huge boost self-esteem and in general if you found if you find something that you're 
you're uh, you're good at and, and and you like to do like any hobby or any sort of diving into a career maybe um if you find yourself in a rewarding rewarding uh position it is very like it, it does wonders for your self-esteem as well yeah and we 100 understand that like because your bullies called you gay yeah. and you don't like that we know like we know that you're not homophobic it's just like when my name is john i don't want people calling me loser it's the same idea yeah, right exactly. like we understand that um, the best way to, to get away from that trauma and you're young I can't it's eventually going to happen but once you get a girlfriend and eventually get married well I, I don't know what else they can say like you are living the you're... epitome <laughs> like the exact opposite of what that word is yeah. nothing wrong with being gay I'm just saying like because you have that traumatic experience because of being called gay if you, yeah. you know get older you know get married find a beautiful wife and have kids like no one in the world can call you gay anymore right mm-hmm. if, if they do that, that person's just dumb like they're just straight up dumb like yeah, either they don't they're not well read in the dictionary like it's it's yeah, just yeah. dumb right uh and you have to remember a lot of the majority vast majority of the time bullies are are the way they are because they're they're kind of they're damaged you know like you said jealous could be could be one word to say it or, or a lot of the time um i've read like i've read articles about so many of uh so many homophobic people end up being found out um as gay like they're gay themselves and I don't know. I don't know what it is inside them that like made them lash out. Maybe it's some sort of identity crisis inside them made them lash out against gay people when they were growing up. But, you know, ultimately they're, they're damaged as well. Right. Like they're, they have problems, maybe not like yours, um, which caused them to, to lash out looking at it objectively like that sometimes helping helps you understand as opposed to, you know, get hurt. Yeah, I think you made a good point, right? Yeah. I think you, this person did a good job, just living did a good job of, you know, not pointing out their flaws, right? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not like, you know, the way you act and the way you look, like that's, that kind of really make you gay, just more like who you're sexually attracted to is more like the new definition, right? So, yeah. Uh, I'm sure, like Gerald said, they're damaged in their own way and eventually they'll get over it. I'm sure that eventually they'll apologize to you if they do meet you in the future. When, he, when they're older, right? And don't get me wrong, I've been on both sides. Um, it's my like, kind of life story. Like I was, I would consider that I was a bully in like grade five and six. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people in that time would have considered me a bully in grade five and six. And, you know, they, I had some personal problems and stuff like that. And I think back and I right. say, hey, you know, I had these issues back then that I couldn't resolve. Hence why I was kind of lashing out at other mm-hmm. people. And then once I got into junior high, grade seven, I just completely stopped. Right. And then now I don't obviously bully people, you know, uh, but I have been bullied again, most recently in university. So I know that feeling on the other end now. So I know both sides of kind of the yeah. aisle and how it works. And you just have to do better for yourself. And then once you build that confidence within yourself and you know, you are not quote unquote better, but like, you know, you, you might think like that, then I'm sure yeah. you'll get over it. Right, especially the gay words, get married, and that that just kind of figures itself out. <laughs> really, you can't you um, can't not figure that word out, right? Yeah. But the traumatic experience of just being bullied, just know that, you know, they have their own problems, right? Yeah. If you succeed in whatever you do, and whatever that might be, whether in school or some kind of, you know, education or sports or whatever, mm-hmm. you'll succeed in that, and you'll find pride in that, and you'll build your confidence from that, and then you won't think about it anymore. Yeah. In some way, you could just use those achievements that you build up throughout your life as a shield against whatever they have to say, you know, because now, like you said, they can't say anything against you anymore. Exactly. Right. They have no ammunition because, you know, you're doing pretty good. Right. And yeah, it sucks in the moment while you're being bullied. There's like, that's like the worst 
feeling you can get, right? But then if you if you can find a way to stand back and look at it objectively, it's like, oh, you know, that that doesn't apply. Uh, and I'm wondering, um, he didn't really say uh, how it affected other people's view of him. Um, no, yeah, that was not like it was just he was just getting bullied, right? He was so. bullied. It was just the bullies that were the issue. It's not like they were, you know, they were spreading rumors and everyone was believing them. No, it was right. it was nothing like, like that. that. Yeah. It wasn't said. I, didn't, I, I didn't I didn't read anything like that. Yeah. So then more of a reason, like you can you can definitely find a support system. And I'm assuming that the other people who weren't bullying you know that those people that were making fun of you were the bullies and they're like, oh, they don't know what, they don't know what they're talking about, right? I'm sure you can reconnect if you if you really wanted to, you reconnect with people that you were around um back then that weren't bullying you, uh, and get some sort of like affirmation, validation about yeah. They had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah, and again, you're 20 years old. Again, as as my personal experience is that as you get older, it gets better. People tend yeah. to be more mature, yeah. right? And if you're a 30 year old bullying people, like seriously, grow up. Yeah, like you need to do something better with your life. If you're <laughs> bullying at when you're 30 Honestly. years old, right? Like, what's the reason for that? There's so many negative negative negativity in the world and negative things that we can complain about. Why can't we give a positive experience to someone else? Honestly, just by saying hi point. or just being nice to someone. It's a good point. It doesn't kill you. It makes their day. And I guarantee, and for me anyway, once I make their day, it makes my day. Yeah, it feels good when yeah. you see that you make other people feel good. Yeah. And yeah, it sucks that you went through it, especially in those times, like junior high and high school, roughly. Yeah. But it's going to get better from now on, right? You're going to go to university. I mean, yes, I got bullied yeah, at yeah. university, so I can't say that there won't be any, but I've definitely. With the people I've been around in university, they're definitely more mature. More mature, and they don't they don't do that crap. Yeah, that's that's the key word here is maturity. Keep in mind how you said junior high this person was when they uh, got bullied. Grade seven to nine. Grade yeah, seven so. to nine. They're kids, right? Yeah. Immature kids. Um, and again, taking a step back and looking looking at where you were at that point in life, it's like like they don't they don't know anything. So you know, don't. Like as imagine right now, um, objectively, if someone walked up to you and called you, called you gay, like some some seven, grade seven to nine, that that would just bounce right off you, right? Yeah, I wouldn't care. Like, yeah, oh, you you okay. wouldn't care. If whatever <laughs> that care. that bully in, in university, if whatever they said came out of the mouth of a grade seven to nine year old, I or grade care. grade seven to nine, yeah, I wouldn't kid, care. Yeah, right. Like even if she, even if that person did that to me now, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> what am I gonna do about it? It's like. Mm. Um, I yeah, I, I, you know, I kind of, I, and we talk, we touch most bases and also I do want to mention that, you know, you should kind of, it's kind of hard to say it for an introvert to go out more, but especially if you can go to the gym, go to the gym, you need some of the coolest people and the most humblest people in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, you know, dickheads <laughs> eventually some here and there, but again, it's very seldom, but I met some really cool dudes at the gym. Oh yeah. Right. They're so nice. They're so humble. They're there to help you. Right. I have. Like the worst thing that I hate that I hate is people looking down on people at the gym. It's the I hate those type of people. They're there to better themselves, and you're gonna bring them down for that. Yep. Like, what's wrong with you? So, yeah. a lot of the coolest people and the most humblest people I met were at the gym. So yeah. you might meet a, you know, cool, nice person there that can help you with working out or whatever, or just kind of just talk in general. Yeah. Right, and it also builds your self confidence. You're 20 years old. That's when you know you can build the most muscle in, in a short period of pretty, time. Pretty good time to yeah, so. to work out, start working out. Anything else you want to add to uh, just living? I think that's about it. Just surround yourself with people that you know, you know that care about you. 
pick up the gym, pick up some hobbies, maybe, yeah. you know, anything to build that self-esteem and know that whatever those bullies said, like just start packing up ammunition for yourself so they can't have any. Yeah. You know? It's not true. That's it's the not one true. Thing. 100% it's not true. So yeah. Awesome. Let's go move on to the uh, third one. This one is from in the middle of it all. And the title is would love some advice as to what you think is fair in terms of who pays what, etc. cetera. Oh. Some background. My partner and I don't live together and never have. We've been together for two and a half years. She rented her own place in our first year together, but has since moved in with her dad to help her save money. I own my own apartment and have had a housemate living with me up until February of last year. So he right now, he doesn't have a roommate, is what he's saying. My partner is at mine 80% of the time. I only go to hers about once every three months, mainly because it's easier for her to come to mine as she lives with her dad. Mm. I appreciate that the fact she drives here and stays at mine, and I like her having I like having her here. But it comes to a point where I'm, ha- where I'm finding it tricky to stay on top of the house-related payments. She buys groceries for us from time to time and pays for a couple of our dinners throughout the week, which I really appreciate. Currently, we're both working from home every day, so she's using my place as an office for her work most days, too. Currently, I am paying for all of the bills, water, internet, and electricity, the house mortgage, rates, body, corporate insurance, etc. I also buy a lot of the food, too. It hasn't been too much of a problem, but I recently got a few bills that were very high. For example, the electricity bill was over $600. Is it fair for me to ask her to help me out with that, considering she is using the heat and internet 80% of her weeks too? 80% of the time when she's here, I guess, is what he's trying to say. I brought it up earlier this year when I was out of work and struggling, and it wasn't, re- but it wasn't received well. She was immediately defensive, says she's staying at her dad's to save money, so can't really be expected to pay me anything, and that I would be using the utilities whether she's here or not. She often pays the whole she often plays the whole, I'm your partner, so it's my right to use things at yours, etc., etc. If you were at mine, I would never make you pay. She also says that she buys a lot of the food. I still buy plenty of the food and she's happy to buy the food because she's also eating it too. At the end of the day, I'm not even sure if I want her money. I'd love some more initiative, her offering to help pay or even acknowledging how hard it is of me paying for all those things instead of me having to bring it up. If the tables are churned, I would feel I would I wouldn't feel comfortable staying at a partner's most of the week and not paying them something after it's been a year and a half. But that's just me. Thoughts. I feel like it all boils down to an uncomfortable conversation with your significant other. Um, considering it wasn't received well the first time, um, and. Okay, backing up here, when she said she wouldn't expect him to pay if she was uh, if he went to her house, yeah, she doesn't pay for anything at her house if she's staying at her dad's. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, she's staying at her dad's to save money, so I don't think she'd be paying anything. So then she can't see how this is affecting him financially because she she doesn't pay anything there, right? Yeah, she has no idea. I don't think. Like, I feel like in some way, one way or another, he has to put it into perspective. Like, hey, this is how much I make, and this is how my how much I pay. When I'm alone, and this is how much pay how much I pay when you're there. So, and I'm having trouble. If this this wouldn't be an issue if he wasn't having, uh, if he wasn't having trouble keeping up. 
but I think he should stress the fact that hey, I'm, I'm having trouble um, keeping up with the expenses uh, because there's two of us here. Would you mind helping me out? Especially because you're here a lot, you know, you're here 80% of the time. But even so, I don't, I mean, you mentioned that like, you know, even if he was well off and he didn't need the money, I think that's still a good idea to split the cost if she's there 80% of the time. If she's there 80% of the week, she should pay at least right. a little bit. Right? Like, I think it's still fair that she pays, but I don't think he would be asking this question if he wasn't having trouble keeping up. That's true, yeah. Right. Like, he's, he would I mean, be, he's having he seems like from just from that short excerpt or whatever, he, it seems like he would be happy to pay if he could just afford to to keep doing it. Yeah, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's just it. Like, if he can't afford to, it, it's, it's, that, that needs to be the issue that, that gets put out, you know? It's not like a matter of convenience. Hey, I want your money. He even said, I'm not sure if I want her money. Mm-hmm. Just needs help, you know. Every so up, often, yeah. Yeah, keeping up with the payments, you know, so we can still go out to date, so we can still, you know, do our thing while having having a roof above our heads and not having to, you know, like eat ramen every day. Like instant ramen. And the way she handled it the first time, I think you're gonna have to keep like you might have to keep harping on it, you know, like cause it's 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 your it's I guess both of your, um, it's both of your, like for the both of your own good, you know? I think you made a really good point of, of literally pointing out that here is what I would spend without you here for yeah. one week. And here's what I would spend with you here for one week and show the, what the difference yeah. is in the cost and the utilities and stuff like that. I don't know how you would go around about that, but if you can, that'd be great for her to like, to see. Right. And, you know, talk to her about it and say, you know, it's not like I, you know, I just, I think you should pay to make it, you know, 50 50 is yeah. more just like I can't make meat my ends meet. Exactly. So it'd be great if you can help out. And if she is again being very like, you know, she steps back and she's like, no, I wouldn't ask you if you were at my house and stuff like that. And just she'd be like, I think you should now start taking the um the sacrifice in a way to like, you know, buy ramen, buy cheap food. Right. And then if she comes over to eat those foods, she'll know, okay, well, she'll be like, Why are you eating this food? And she's like, Well, that's all I can afford. Well, yeah. I don't know what you mean to do, right? Yeah, because you're right. I think the mortgage, electricity, like all these things are more important than than food. Like good luxury food. Yeah, good yeah. luxury food. Right. Yeah. You need to eat. Yes, but like you know, eating like steaks every week or yeah, yeah. whatever. Those things are not needed, so you can probably cut back. And you know, I think you and I even figured out we can get less than a dollar a meal if you really tried. Yeah, healthy too. Yeah. So I think if you do that, then she'll be like, "You really have no money to buy like more." Yeah, good tasting food. I think food. she'll like. I think at that point she'll like click in. Especially if she's a foodie, she <laughs> okay. probably wants some good food if she's yeah. at your house. Um, if that doesn't work, yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know. You just got to like get a maybe get a roommate because you said that roommate moved out. Yeah, so you have to make ends meet in your way, um, any way possible. Yeah, you just got if you can't get a room, like, yeah, roommate would be the best way, I think. Uh, I think this, I think, you, but the first thing is you, you made a very good decision to buy a place yourself and then have someone else rent it with you. Yeah. So he's paying half the mortgage. So you are financially smart. I can, I can just, by what you said and what you told me, you are financially smart. It's just that, you know, you didn't think to come into, to take care of another person um, right away. Right. But it's weird to me how the girl doesn't want to pay. That's very weird to me. Maybe she had, well, obviously she's trying to save money. So she must, she might not be like financially stable enough to have those, like, uh, to, to be, to be able to afford those regular bills, regular payments. 
But he's not asking for that. He's asking for like a here and there. Maybe that's what she thinks he's asking for. Right? Okay, well, if that's the case, you didn't talk to her again. Just be like, hey, just a one-time thing, right? Because a $600 electricity bill, that's a huge that's electricity bill. Right? So then you could be like, hey, I don't get this electricity bill when I'm alone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? right? <laughs> um, yeah, at this point, that's I'm going to go back to my initial suggestion. It's just another... Uh, another uncomfortable, um, another uncomfortable conversation with your girlfriend, yeah, because she doesn't seem to take the the topic very well. But you you need to let her know that it's not like it's not a petty thing, it's it's a necessity at this point, right? Yeah. If he can't afford, you know, okay, we'll cut somewhere else. He won't have good food. Um, I'll have to give you like a curfew on the TV, or <laughs> we'll get slower internet, you know, because. At that point, actions are going to speak louder than the words. She's going to be like, oh, really? We can't have this? Okay, I'll help you. You know, I, That's what I see, like you said, right? Yeah, just buy, buy ramen, K&D, craft dinners. <laughs> K&D. Mac and cheese. Stuff's delicious. But yeah, but can you the have worst for you. <laughs> yeah, but you can have it every day, though. No. Yeah, but no you're way. a guy. You, I mean, if you have to, you have to, right? Yeah, it is yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is, right? And she's not helping you. I just, you know, you guys been dating it for two and a half years. I, I mean, I'm assuming you guys are thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. Right, you you would think, right? And then you would eventually realize marriage is a fifty fifty thing, right? Well, I think that's a different conversation because she's not financially there yet, right? I'm sure if she was, she'd be like, "Yes, I'll help you." Or if she owned the place with him, she's like, "Obviously, like, okay." It just, it, but it does. It, from from me, when I read this and I when I read it, it doesn't seem like the guy wouldn't wouldn't ask his girlfriend when he knew he's she's not like very financially stable. I'm assuming she worked this whole time. Well, then why would she need, like, why was it such a stress point that she stays with her dad? Uh, I mean, that could be a lot of reasons, right? Like, some, a lot of people move back home to save up money for a house eventually, right? But that doesn't mean you're financially unstable. It just means you have a goal and you want to achieve that goal. That's fair. Right? And I think that's, in her aspect, that's pretty smart, right? Moving yeah. back with her parents to save money to buy whatever or be more, I think that's smart. But, I mean, if she works every day, unless she has massive debts, which... Then it'd be a different story completely. But I mean, if she, if I was the guy and my girlfriend had massive debts, I wouldn't ask her for money because I know the debts that she right. has. And he, this guy doesn't, you know, give me that the, the feeling that he's that kind of guy. Yeah, that's why I'm so confused. The well, the reason I bring it up is because she used it as as an argument uh, in the first conversation they had. You know, hey, can you help me out? Oh no, you know I'm staying my debts to save money. You know, yeah, like it's it seems like it's a bigger it's a bigger thing than just going towards the financial goal. You know, it's like I need to stay at my dad's because I don't have enough money because she used it as an argument. Another thing I, I'm just putting like thoughts into her, her head now. But like, what if she doesn't realize she's spending so much time at his house? Like, what if she's like, oh, I'm only here a few times, a, you know, a week. Oh, my gosh. Like, you know. I, I hate I, I'm not a huge fan of those people me well yeah neither am I right personally it's just like oh. like if I go to someone's house and I'm there for a long period of time and they're like oh man I, I wish I had this I would literally just go out and buy that for them like yeah. here you go that's just kind of this is my rent right? yeah because that point if that's the case it's like it's even more uncomfortable situation to be like no no you were here every day for the past three weeks <laughs> you know I mean, it's your house too, and I know that you like her. Ha- you like having her over at your house, but it's your house. You could just be like, "Hey, I want to save some money. You can stay at your dad's house. I'm gonna stay at my house. Yeah. Let's just do that, right?" Yeah, it all boils down to to communicating that to to your girlfriend. 
Well, hopefully she understands that though. That's the big thing. Well, at that point, it's kind of it's kind of a necessity, right? If he can't afford to have her all the time, then he can't afford to have her all the time. Like it's just yeah. it's a fact. He's gonna tell her don't come anymore. <laughs> I would I would word it word it better than that because <laughs> yeah. he likes having her around. I would stress it. But, hey, I like having you around, but I can't afford you know electricity bill, food bill. So it's either can you please help me out or like spend a few more weeks at your dad's house. What did you do to get a six hundred dollar electricity bill? Who knows, dude? Who knows? Six hundred dollars, man. Like, I mean, I they are working from home, but I don't think computers are gonna. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking about even this house in general, and it's, I don't think it's ever been six hundred bucks in this house alone. So I'm just like, Jeez. there's more than one person in this house. So, what? Either way, we're we're, stra- we're straying off. Yeah, but she needs to understand that a relationship is two ways, right? If if she likes coming over, which is fine, and you like having over, which is great. She needs to be able to financially support that. And if you and you tell her you, she can't, you can't support that, then you have to obviously make dramatic decisions, right? Ask her nicely to mm-hmm. don't come over, right? Eat some, you know, save money on food if you can. Yeah. Don't buy luxury food like you know steaks and you know all that stuff every day. Um, and then you know when you can cut down on some of the like the appliance uses and stuff like that, right? Obviously, if your electricity bill is super high. Try not to keep the TV on all day. Yeah. Right. Or your computer on. If you're not using it, turn it off. Kind of thing. Yeah. The whole mentality that you were taught when you were a kid. It's just very weird that just like, oh, it's your house. You got to pay for everything. I don't, I don't like that mentality. No, especially with a with a girlfriend yeah. or a significant other in general. I, I knew someone that's kind of going off topic, but I knew someone yeah, yeah. that uh wanted a that wanted a boyfriend and eventually husband that will work and make the money. So she wants to be a stay-home mom or right. like a stay-home wife or yeah, stay-home yeah. whatever. And then I was like, okay, well then would you be okay with doing all the housework? And she's like, no, that's 50-50. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so you want to live in the 1950s where the guy makes all the money and brings it home to you and you want the guy to come home and do the cooking and cleaning with you. Yeah. So you want best of both worlds. It's like, yeah, okay, you can't do it. You can't have it that way either. You, you know, you work too to make, you know, ends meet for both ways and you make an income and you share the cooking and cleaning. But if you tell your husband or your boyfriend to make all the money, like she was pretty stern, like that guy better make enough money that support me and my family. And, I, and then she's like, I still want you to cook and clean. I was like, all right, well, maybe you'll find your someone, but in this day and age, I don't think yeah. it'll ever happen unless you give up cooking and cleaning 50 50. That's all your job. The house is your job and the work and outside is. The guy's job. They just want like zero, like minimal responsibility. I don't know. You'd have to be a pretty lucky person to find a guy that'll do 150% for you. And that's vice versa for a girl too, right? Like I don't expect my girl and my my future wife to be, you know, make cook me. The guy will never step in the kitchen. (laughs) Right. I'm not going to expect that. But if you expect, but I guarantee you, if my future wife is like, I expect you to make the money for the household. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I expect you to cook (laughs) me. And I want this house spotless when I come home. Pretty much. Right, it's, I think it's you can't have it both ways. Yeah, That's, I, I always say that to people. It's okay to want it, but whether or not you're going to have it is a totally different question. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, but going back on topic, dude. Yeah, you gotta cut your expenses as much you poss- best as you possibly can. Right, um, you can't lose the house. You have to pay your bills. Yeah, is what it is. You have to cut on things that you don't need, which is dates, dinners. Right, don't go out for dinner as much, and yeah. maybe that's the first cutback. Right, maybe she realizes that. You know, not going out for dinner is the first cutback. Mm-hmm. Then realizes, oh, you're having not very nice food, right? KDs or, yeah. or oatmeal or whatever. 
then I think she'll st- if she if she can clue into it, I'm sure she will catch on. That's the thing, right? It it shouldn't have to be like a hinting thing. She shouldn't have to clue into it. It should be very this sort of thing. You need to be completely transparent about. It doesn't even have to be emotional. It just it could be like just give her freaking expense report for the month. Be like, hey, it's how much we're spending. It's how much I'm earning. There's a little bit, you know, yeah. something wrong there. Yeah, and you should start with that first, right? Tell her bluntly, yeah. right? It's money. There's no emotions involved with money. Money, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's literally numbers. Yeah. Numbers can't tell you that, you know, numbers don't lie to you. Yeah. Unless you did the math wrong. But the numbers aren't lying to you. You just did the math you wrong. You did the math wrong. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So I use have that conversation. But the good the good thing that you mentioned is like, yeah, this is how much I would spend by myself. This is how much I spend yeah. with you. And then if she still doesn't clue in, then you just ha- then you have to take dramatic message because you tried. You tried talking to her. true. Yeah. Right? You yeah. tried talking to her and it didn't go through. Then do the measures that we kind of stated. Got it. And I'm sure she'll eventually clue in, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, I guess. That's going to be a tough conversation though. Like how do you, how do you go, go up to someone that you, that you love, you know? And like, hey, I'm spending a lot of money on you. Please, you know. It's, but that goes to the question, right? If they're looking for an end goal of marriage, that's literally have to have to talk about that every single month or every single week or whatever yeah, when they do the finances, they be, right? They have to be updated, right? And again, it's good practice for when you get married. Yeah, and you have to have the hard conversations. You know, might as well practice now and start now. Yeah. Any last words for uh, this fella? No, I think we pretty much covered it, man. Just sit down and have the conversation. Just let her know that. Well, don't tell her that she's a financial burden on you, but just tell her that, you know, I need more money to to be able to afford to live. I need more money to afford to live, yeah. Okay, just a quick wrap up. First one, uh, MGA76, my best friend's back, boyfriend back into a car. Be cordial about it. You know, they owe you money, bottom line. Um, be flexible, but be, you know, be confident that they owe you money. Yeah. Uh, second one with, uh, how can I get over high school bullying trauma? People call me Gavin, though. I've always been heterosexual. Again, this is just don't let this aside. None of it's true. Where right? I know it bugs you. I know it can cause you anxiety and depression. Um, big thing is, is get out there, get your, be more outgoing if you can. I know you're introverted, but especially the gym, the gym. And, uh, the only way to, to really beat that trauma of being called gay is marry a wife. And I'm sure that will happen. You're 20 years old. Don't worry about it too much now. Right. Or get a girlfriend. I'm sure if you get a girlfriend, people won't call you that. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to even do that. Just be around, be have a solid support system yeah. in your life and be around them. Exactly, know? yeah. Be, be around the people that are opposite of bullies. And last but not least is the uh, advice on what you think of who pays what. And again, we talked about it. Just Yeah, let her down nicely, but let her know that you, know, you need more money. Well, that concludes episode nine for Penny for Thoughts. Episode nine. Double digits next week, eh? Double digits next week. Should we do anything special for the 10th episode? We'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Have a... Yeah. No, we'll, I, don't know, we'll, I don't know what we could do, but maybe we'll skip 10 because we don't know what we're going to do. And then, <laughs> and then maybe 20 we'll, we'll do something. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure something out. It'll be good. Yeah. It's good that we can keep this going. Yeah. Cool. And again, once again, if you have your own concerns, will raise the problems you would like a third party opinion on, please do not hesitate to give us an email at give some to us at gmail.com. Again, it's just give some to us at gmail.com. And we'll give 
our 100% of our unbiased, maybe biased opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the topic. Yeah, third party opinion. So, But uh, thank you very much for tuning in, everyone. It's good to see all your beautiful faces and hope to see you guys next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. And as always, stay kind to each other. Bye.